0: All right, so the men are taking off from Johnny Cash Trail. No one's racing. They're just riding. They're neutral for a while. Chris, who do you think uh, who do you think is going to win this today?
1: Who's going to win this day? Who's going to win off of the Johnny Cash Trail? Oh, boy. Uh, they're neutral, by the way. The neutral? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying to think who's going to hammer the neutral. I can think of a lot of guys that hammer neutral rides locally, but in, in the pro peloton, I think they're a little more disciplined. So I'm going to go with the lead moto.
0: <laughs> that's probably pretty good. What do you think about uh, who's going to win today? Have you put much thought into that?
1: I think this is one where there's actually going to be a break that stays away, and it'll be, you know, kind of a, a lower key guy way out the back in terms of GC. But I think um, I think a break goes before Placerville and holds it till the end,
0: uh, like a, a guy that can break lower down, but yet can still climb well.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Cl- yeah. Craddock, maybe. Right. That, that's a good option. Yeah.
0: We're, we're back at it, Tyler, Kurt, Chris, of the Between Two Wheels podcast. We are we're in a lovely location, some Heavenly Ski Hill. I don't know what's the official name of this place? Heavenly. I think it's
1: Heavenly Ski Resort. Heavenly yeah. Ski Resort. We're on one of the
0: back sides here. We're right next to the press conference room that will happen later, and there's a little bit of snow. Are you going to go roll in the snow there, Kurt? I, I talked
2: about it. I thought we should actually record in the snow. Chris is complaining about the heat. So, he, are you going to go cool off?
1: I might have to go take a, a, a lay down in the snow, yeah, after this recording. All if right. I got to cool off. It's uh, stifling hot.
0: We, we had, once again, another quality meal given to us by the Amgen Tour of California for the media. <laughs>
1: I <laughs> they, would agree. They had a gluten free bun. I'm stoked on that. I mean,
0: this was you got to order your own food, and it wasn't in a box. Nothing against El Grove. The El Grove took care of us. El Grove did well. Yes.
2: Better than. Uh, we like Folsom. We're obviously from there, but they didn't, they didn't come with anything.
0: Tell us about the start this morning. So we go down to Folsom for the men's start and what, what took place? It was, describe the whole scene, what you, what you got.
2: So there's a lot of people in a small area. It was at, um, the rodeo, I guess, Folsom rodeo. And it's not an area that's made for road bikes necessarily. A lot of dirt, uh, gravel, I guess. And, and the idea I think was to highlight the, uh, Folsom the Johnny Cash bike trail which they did Um, it was a little difficult for spectators I think to get next to the trail though because you had to go through uh, the woods and there's rocks and and snakes and all sorts of stuff and there's people in heels and everything else so it was a little bit of a chaotic scene especially shifting from the sign-in venue which was over in the actual rodeo grounds all the way over to the trail which was you know a few hundred yards away but oh well
0: it was cool it was worth a shot. I think parking-wise, it might have been better with that rodeo grounds and then the library and city hall, maybe than downtown. Uh, I mean, hey, well, our media pass—we were we were in good in yeah. good with parking.
1: Yeah, parking was good for us. But yeah, I agree with Kurt; the uh, the start was a little frustrating because it was. Uh, you, you, Unless you were one of the first people there to line the barricades, you really couldn't see much.
0: So but. probably was good visually, like camera-wise, except for that will only be seen as like a replay of the start because it was
2: obviously not live. It was good for the city of Folsom, maybe not as great for the residents of Folsom who came to watch. Okay. That's fair enough. That's fair. Okay. So they got up to a,
0: a start on the, the path. I didn't see anybody attacking there because obviously it was neutral. Up to green valley taking off and from what we saw there was a little break there's a breakaway and they're still holding out chris and i talked before we're thinking i, I pointed out Lawson craddock and he's in the break so so far i'm looking i'm looking good in my prognostication what do you uh what do you see as the current status of the race right now chris uh,
1: yeah it looks like the the break's still away nine riders are up with about two and a half minutes uh, ahead of the main field they are just about to get over Carson Pass, so they'll be through kind of the, the highest elevation point so far. And uh, they've gone through one, two, three, four of the KOMs t- uh, so far on the day. Uh, it, with two and a half minutes up on the field, it's it's hard to believe that that group will stay away.
0: Uh, yeah. So Especially
1: with some of the names in there.
0: So then they come over. Uh, let me see. Carson and Kirkwood. Are they on Carson right now? And then they circle out, and they have Daggett Summit, 10K before the finish, come flying into town, and then a kicker up here to the ski hill.
1: Yeah, we drove up the ski hill uh, mm-hmm. to get into the parking this morning, and I, I've seen it on TV before, and I've driven it in uh, visiting the, the snow park sense, but I've never driven it with the sense of riding up it. It's a it's a pretty steep kicker, and you, you make a turn to get into the parking lot, and it just keeps going up.
2: It wasn't hard, though, in the car. I, I didn't I, notice. I, was, I wasn't I didn't worried. struggle.
1: I think we put out a ton of watts, too. Sure,
2: and we had driven
0: quite a ways. Yeah, I was a little winded and yeah, just we were doing some things in the car on the way up and I got a little car sick. I was kind of feeling it, but
1: <laughs> work related things.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we didn't, uh, I asked you at the end, what was the most unique thing you saw yesterday uh, at the race? And we did not point this out. There was a guy <laughs> standing across the start finish from us. I, sw- I, I didn't know if he was in costume and the costume was the Unabomber, but he was, he was a strange looking fellow.
1: He was just doing a really good job protecting himself from the sun. So, uh, you know, he had a, a lovely taupe hat on and a, a mask and uh, some <laughs> like a cape.
2: He was like seven foot seven. So he's he was he closer stood out. to the sun. Yeah. It was like the undertaker in an odd like nurse slash doctor's outfit or something along those lines. He's yeah. the surgeon. Right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There was no blood on his So that,
0: that was an odd thing I saw. You guys see anything interesting uh, today out there? And it, you know, the crowd was decent uh, that showed up to the rodeo.
1: Yeah, no, there was a, there were a lot of people there to, to see the kickoff. Um, it was it was good to see some of the American stars still getting a lot of uh, fanfare. So people went wild for Sagan, obviously, but Taylor Finney had quite a reception too. So good to see that people are still uh, excited about U.S. racing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was just cool to see like Peter Sagan uh, riding on the rodeo grounds that uh, obviously on Wednesday nights during the winter you see the rodeo cross event happening and all these World Tour stars are out there riding the same dirt. It's kind of cool without the barricades, though. Unfortunately, without the barricade. Well, there are some barricades, but yeah.
0: So this sport is so interesting because we have, you know, we have these media badges which give us a little better access. But we've joked yesterday about the good access that just the regular f- person has. And they, you know, all the vans and buses of Winterbagos are parked out there. Everyone's just going up there. People are coming out, taking pictures. It's an amazing sport for that kind of access. And so we went to do that this morning. We talked to Nielsen Palace, posted that out uh, on a separate episode. You should be able to see that one or listen to it. Um, but it's always, it's for me, it's a weird thing. Cause I don't know how much, um, is okay to just, I don't want to be a bother of just approaching them and start to bothering them. And then, Hey, maybe it's a writer that doesn't speak English. So then I, <laughs> I've got another barrier to overcome.
2: Yeah, Nielsen seemed to, he understood the English just fine. Um, I think mostly just wrap it up. <laughs> when they're trying to go sign in, wrap it up. Uh, that would be my advice to you, Tyler. Oh,
0: he's, you're telling me to, I was, yeah, I was a little worried because his whole team split and he was just standing there.
2: <laughs> and you're asking questions about Coffee Republic three years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, it's an
1: important milestone though. Right. We need to know how he felt that day.
0: You know, and I saw Jason Griffith kind of, hey, you know, made fun of it on, on, on a comment there that I asked him that question. But hey, you heard Nelson's reply. He He remembered the day he remembered the situation and he said he's not enough that he was not going to go back unless he could smash it. he so
2: wasn't going to embarrass himself. No, yeah, he was, yeah, no, that's a
0: proud moment. I think in his life <laughs> somehow, big, big deal somehow. Yeah. What was the race that he was in with Bernal last year that, um, it's like the U23 tour de France type Lavener? of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was trying to remember the name of that while I was talking to him. And then, um, I was going to come back and ask them talk to him about that because you know Bernal won the overall and Nilsson was poised to do well on that and he had a really bad day uh, lost a bunch of time comes back and and got second on I think the last day to really, Bernal
2: yeah, yeah I, I, wasn't it to Bernal well Bernal stage?
0: won the overall but I don't think that day he was anyway the point is he came back and yes maybe it was to Bernal oh, and course. and really fought well and you know that he's looks like he's still poised he he acted like talking to me that he was still um, interested in doing well and just you know had a bad day and he wants to put that behind and he still has some aspirations for because he was proud of his time trial so um, it's a hell of a time trial yeah yeah,
1: yeah he, he did really well it's good to hear that he's still Excited about today. Okay, so
0: before we have to head out to see the the end here, because the women are coming up. Let's talk about the women real quick. Uh, what's the status on the road right now? They are doing what was the total mileage today?
2: So it's so it's all together. You had a break. Uh, Lily Williams was off the front for majority of the race, really since uh, the first uh, opening few k, and she got brought back. Uh, the n- coverage is reporting that there's down to about thirty riders as they're they're starting uh, Daggett Summit. Um so it looks it looks like things are heating
0: up. So they're on the last climb and the news feed here is just basically saying they're getting shedded, shredded. People are coming off. Allie Dragoo got dropped. Uh Lizzie Banks, Compton's in the in the Gruppetto. Uh so it's it's a
2: scattered it's a mess. Yeah, the yellow is off also off the back. So we, we know that she will not retain that going into tomorrow. Yeah, and
1: that that shouldn't be a surprise. Sound like she was pretty much resigned to just being support role today, so Maybe she was able to help her teammates kind of stay in the mix across the flats there through Gardnerville. We had seen
0: where she would got dropped early on, and so she fought back, you know,
2: the yellow jersey, giving her wings. Yep. No? Yeah. No, I'd say that. Like you said, she was dropped on that opening climb, it looked like, and uh, got back to that Diamond Valley course and somehow was able to get back with the group. So good for, you know, someone like her comes out to this
0: race. This race for the overall is really all about today for the women. Uh, but someone, uh, you know, like she got to come out and, and and win yesterday, have a part of the overall plan. Someone else will get a win. T- it's not going to change tomorrow. I mean, I think they're literally they're doing like a six corner crit downtown, so that's not going to change much. But uh, talk about her sprint. You got a little. I saw the video of the sprint, and you both of you guys did too. You want to make any comments about what we saw yesterday? I mean, after the fact, we saw her win obviously, but looking back on it,
1: it was uh, it was just impressive because she looks like she kind of really opened up with like 400 to go and just had to kind of bounce from wheel to wheel to wheel and didn't really see the front until the last 75 meters. And it was just a long, powerful sprint, lower cadence, just, just pure power. It was, it was really impressive to see her have to come from so far back.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. She, it looked like she was going forever and it was impressive because like you said, she was bouncing. And then when she did finally hit the front, she hit it again. Yeah. Um, Very impressive. Unlike the men's, uh, where looking at that one from over the top, and you know, you at the finish, Kurt, you slowed that down on your video to see how close it really was, uh, because Gaviria is sitting up, and it came, you know, Caleb Ewing. I mean, he was too far back for in comparison to Gaviria, and he was flying at the finish. Yeah, if there was another
2: ten or fifteen feet, it looks like he was going to get there because he was definitely moving faster uh, as they came across the line, but he just ran out of room. Yeah, and it couldn't have another 10 or 15 feet because it would have really put that corner in <laughs> they jeopardy. Would, they would have gone right into the, the fencing. So, yeah, it's good that they didn't move that line back.
0: And looking at that, no one was concerned about that finish. I mean, they all went around that left-hand corner, no problem.
2: Turns out they're professionals. Yeah. And uh, they know how to corner. So. Let,
0: let's talk about some of the f- people that got uh, – we saw – t- you said uh, Tail Gegenhart had lost 23 seconds. Did they give him that time gap yesterday, Chris?
1: I think that was uh, official, yeah. I haven't gone back to confirm that, but I'm I'm assuming there just have been – a little split in the field there, but that's what I saw and most then, recently.
0: And then what about, um, Chloe Diger? We saw her come rolling in late too. There's, you had mentioned something that happened with her as well.
1: Yeah. Um, one of the reports I saw this morning said that there was a little bit of argy bargy with like three, four K to go in the women's race. And she ended up hitting the deck, um, pulled out of the race due to concussion protocol, probably hit her head pretty good. So I think we saw her roll in a few minutes after the group solo yesterday and looked a little beat up. So Bummer to hear about and that. She
0: did not finish off today, right? I mean, which
1: I don't think she started today.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, what what else? Yeah.
2: Bargy, was that a term that we learned in our media guide? I so, don't think I saw that in there. Can you uh, go? We'll, to, have to, we'll have to modify. This the, is a, uh,
0: another interesting point. So the media guide, which is ex- very extensive and very good, and lacking any page numbers, so it's hard <laughs> to refine any spot that you want. to <laughs> Go look at the page towards the back. Yeah. yeah. So. Chris finds a page and I want to find the same page. So I just hold mine up to his trying to find the same uh, depth of pages. Measure thickness. Yeah. And And it usually doesn't work out that well. But in this case, we were able to match thickness and find the right spots. Uh, But they have a whole page in there giving you cycling terms and breakdown. So maybe, uh, maybe on the drive home, we can go over some of those. Did you know, um, uh, was it wasn't uh, an attack is uh, a high rate of speed <laughs> turning into a sprint. I think that's what they said at some point.
2: A lot of good stuff in there. We've learned a lot this week um, mm-hmm. about being media and what we need to know. So, All right. So we'll have more coming to you. Any, anything else you guys have for
0: so uh, right now?
1: Gegenhardt is 23 seconds uh, in addition to whatever he was down from Bernal okay. after Gibraltar. So. um yeah, it looks like uh, the women's race is going to be coming in here in a few minutes and really reduced field. So it'll be interesting to see how they, they finish up this last climb up ski run. Cool. So
0: wh- one more thing here. So 320, now the break is 320 for the men. And Sean, like we said, Sean Bennett was in there and that's about what he had uh, on GC. So they're they're closing that down. That's, that's They have to because
1: right. also Skewns is in there and he's one he's to definitely take advantage of that situation. So if they want to, prevent him from winning the the group's gonna have to start pulling that back here pretty soon yeah
0: and you know i'm sure tj doesn't care if he wins um i mean squines that is he just wants to make sure he's he doesn't want to
1: lose that time to bennett either
0: and huffman's still hanging in this you know it'll be interesting to see this okay anything who's winning
2: so last thing um, um, katie hall
0: it's my bet okay
2: we're still at least ten plus k out, and they've already awarded the most courageous uh, rider for today's stage to Lily Williams, who was in the break. Uh, so nobody else can do anything to uh, not courageous. <laughs> yeah, does yeah. If, if you're thinking of doing something courageous today, just go ahead and forget about it. Save yeah, I that think for they tomorrow. Need
1: to get on the radio to the riders <laughs> just to kind of let, let's let's coast this in, guys. Now, when you say the break, I think she was off solo pretty much for for most of that, right? Yeah, she was. Yeah,
2: courageous would have been holding on. <laughs> anyways yeah so i didn't know that they actually awarded that before the the close of the stage but i,
0: cool. the, I mean she went over a big uh highway 89 summit i mean it's, it's still impressive sure yeah it's great um wh- let me see the news uh lily williams has been awarded okay i see what you just say no no other updates on what's happening but they're on the final cl- on the big climb of daggett so we'll go check that in i um, one piece of news on yeah. the
1: men's side sorry to interject here, no but, please uh, so with all the the KOM efforts that have been going on today Scoynes has taken the that jersey over um, as of right now so I think they still have a couple of uh, KOM point opportunities today but as of right now he's, he's taking it from Bernal wow
0: cool. breaking news breaking news which you will probably already know about when you finally download this podcast and listen <laughs> cool all right anything else that's it all right from uh, we'll, we'll join you later Totally understand. Yep. So I'm with Tom Soliday. Is that how you pronounce
1: it? Yeah, Soliday. Yep. Tom okay. Soliday. We're
0: with Rally, and we've got the women what uh, inside 2k or so. Uh,
1: one kilometer to go.
0: One k. And who do you have up there?
1: Uh, Sarah Poitevin. Uh, it looks like maybe she's 40 seconds back in the second group.
0: Okay, so she's poised to at least come in the top. Uh, what? Who is in the top two? I saw Katie Hall and Taylor Wiles, and then her.
1: Yeah, I think she's with uh, Neodoma from Canyon Tram right now.
0: Okay, and so well, we've got. Got another K in here, so we'll, we'll just keep talking. I know you got your business, so thanks for letting us uh, talk to you real quick. Okay, now we have on the big screen, it looks like uh, Katie Hall is coming in solo. She looks like she's got rid of Taylor Wiles, and I don't see anybody. Oh, there's another writer out in the distance. Uh, I can't see who it is yet. All right, I had predicted this. Uh, so last bend, and we're looking at 300 from the corner to the finish, and Katie Hall is coming in solo, and Taylor Walls is not coming. It's still a grind up to the finish. Still no one in sight at all. She's gonna put a clear, I wanna say, minute on someone, and possibly way more than that. Here we have her coming over the line. Katie Hall. Crosses the line, arms in the air, a lot of relief. Very happy, relieved. And now we're looking at Taylor Wiles weaving across the road, making sure she gets in for a strong second place. 22, 23, 24, crowd goes wild. Boom, over the line, 26 seconds adrift. Well done. Exhausted. And the next group looking, just coming around the corner, Niwadoma. Uh, I'm not sure who she was, a B-Pink rider, uh Tipco, I don't see, El- Niva. New- looks like Niva Doma is taking off. Coming to line there, they're putting in a sprint. But they're at 56, 57, this is your third place, Niva Doma, 102. Looks like the same time as a B-Pink rider, not sure who that is. We'll get a number 50, 131. Tibco 62 and a Team Astana rider, all within the 120. All right, now we get Raleigh, just a little over one around 135. Sarah Poitiven, tough day. Looks like a little bit of disappointment, but obviously a a damn good ride nonetheless. So we had Raleigh coming in, Sarah Poitiven. Inside two minutes, like one thirty-six, solid. And what do you think of Katie Hall? Who predicted that? Me? Yeah.
2: Uh, that wasn't. I mean, obviously not surprising. She's done that before. She's had a great year already, and this is this course was made for her. So.
0: Good. Yeah, yeah. She didn't have to worry much about tomorrow either. So. It's
3: dying a lot of people. Thought we'd see rain before they finish, and not even close, so that's nice. Well, when
0: we were in the media area, they, someone said the men were racing in the rain, so I don't know if they got hit with a little bit or if that's just a fallacy.
3: Uh, who knows? People talk a lot of stuff.
0: So how how many years have they been doing Tour of California?
3: Every edition.
0: Uh, since 2006, is that correct?
3: That'd be every edition.
0: Okay, well, I'm just checking my but, facts. Yeah, six, uh, you've got the facts here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And when did you... You said you earlier, you just mentioned to me, you started doing announcing uh, with Georgia. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, not exactly. Yes, that's correct. And But I did a couple things. I did the Saturn Cycling Classic before that, and I worked for Saturn Cycling doing like a a virtual reality bike, I like Zwift uh, at trade shows, so, but yeah, the first time I really started announcing would be 2003. When was
0: the Saturn Cycling, was that the one that went all the way up into Breckenridge from Boulder, is that correct?
3: Exactly, Uh, three, it was called the Zinger when it started, and it was uh, the old Celestial Seasonings, people funded it, and then it morphed into Saturn Cycling Classic, 134 miles, Boulder to Breck, seven mountain passes, Moninger won it one year, Weary won it one year, it was a great race, Vodders too? Vodders won as well, right, those are your Saturn. three winners. Uh, he won as a handlebar and grill rider. Uh, but he won a
0: Saturn View, I think, is what it was, the
3: first. You're 100% correct, yeah.
0: I just remember some of that. So yeah. uh, so you started with that, moved into Georgia, and now you've been doing this. Is this your soul? job your responsibility that you do to pay the bills and everything
3: yeah I am a bike race announcer I do and I do some other you know a lot of fondos and uh, emceeing other types of events but most it's all cycling themed one way or another for sure there's not it's a niche kind of thing but there's something to being a cycling specialist as well it's like you can you know just like I recognize that I'm not good at doing auctions it's not my thing. Uh, yeah, it's just not easy. Wait, have you tried? Oh, sure. Every event you do wants you to do some kind of auction. It sucks.
0: <laughs> what's the weirdest thing you've tried to auction off? I don't know. Don't have an answer for that. No clue on that one. Uh, what's the most strange things you've seen here over the years of the Tour of California? Or maybe just this year?
3: Strange? In what sense?
0: Yesterday, we saw a guy across the start finish. He looked oh, like the yeah. Unabomber. So what's something that you've seen like that?
3: Oh, wow. Um... That's a good one. I don't know. I mean, I definitely remember after the Boston bombing uh, at, the, at the marathon, that year there was a heightened sense with bomb-sweeping dogs and stuff, and we had a, a team of bomb-sniffer dogs that were on stage in Palm Springs that were, uh, um, uh, it was 122 degrees, and the dogs passed out. And I was like, man, you know it's a hot day when police dogs are passing out, for sure. But yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, there is a lot of, uh, you know, in that bizarro world. I thought the helmet guy with the horns, I saw him the other day and he's got a whole new, looks like emu horns or something. And I always thought he's pretty bizarre, dude. Have you met him? No, I have
0: not. I just seen him out on the road there. So yeah. uh, I don't know where he goes. I, I see him in yeah. Europe sometimes. Right. So we have, the, the women just finished here. Um, what do you it's not going to change tomorrow but what did you think of uh, Katie Hall getting the win
3: I think it's great I'm a big fan I was I, you know I do Hela I've seen her there she she races in the US a lot and so yeah big fan uh absolutely deserves it all of her Teammates uh, clearly were on board with this mission of getting her into yellow and winning this race. So they got another day to do it. It's not over, but it looks great for her now. Instead of like Anna Vanderbregen at one second out, I think she's got, I didn't see, but it looked like 25, 30 seconds on Taylor, yeah. plus bonus. So all of that is perfect for her. Uh, yeah, and I, it couldn't happen to a better person. California-based winner, uh, great personality, Wonderful for the sport. Uh, So, yeah, uh, you know, events are just, well, I've always said that events, when you really look at it, are defined by the quality of the people who win them. And, you know, like, so if you have a real shady winner, of your race, nobody walks away thinking that was awesome. But when you have someone like Katie Hall in your race, you feel great about it. It's a good person. It's good for future marketing. It's good for you know if you're trying to get young women into cycling. Well, just look at that smile on Katie Hall's face. It's it's a it's an ad for bike riding, bike racing, for powering young women. All those things come together, and uh, yeah, the message here with survivorship and all of that, everyone feels good walking away when you see someone like I hate to say it, but you have that situation where maybe a, a foreign born rider who we don't know much about and he doesn't do interviews because they don't speak English it's a different vibe isn't it yeah. right so this is awesome
0: yeah and it's a redemption from last year where she had the lead into the last day and their team is trying to protect her on the, the sprint bonus coming into Sacramento and it, I don't yeah, know if yeah. you remember that it looked like oh, a little yeah. argy-bargy, and uh, her right, her team goes teammate goes off the road and the other team went, they uh, Bulls Dolman.
3: Yeah, no, I think it maybe it's nicer for Megan to be racing here with US National than Bulls Dolman cuz they were rough. And that it did not you you nailed it. It sounded like it was typical smash-mouth European style racing happening and that's not how United Healthcare races per se. And so you're yeah, exactly what you said. I think this year they had a more a cl- little cleaner race maybe. I mean, it's hard to hold it against the Dutch or Belgian riders for that style of racing, but they will ride you off the road if you let them. You watch Mara Abbott getting herded around in the uh, Giro Rosa one year by the Dutch riders. They know what they're doing. They've been riding bikes since they were six years old. And they know how to do it in wind. And they know how to find your weakness and, and you know, use it against you. And so that's why this time Katie Hall is able to avoid that, as you said, R.G. pargy I think Phil says that, but yeah. Uh, the, avoiding all of that and just having a clean shot at the last K and nice to see him. I'm proud of Taylor Wiles too it's a great ride for her and she should end up second in GC I don't see how that doesn't happen
0: so yeah no, a great ride right Taylor um, since we're, we're talking to you Dave what would you use instead of RG Bargy let's use your term instead of Phil's
3: oh man I don't know
0: I don't have one throwing knuckles or something like yeah, that okay yeah, yeah. last thing then the men's race we're finishing up here Ta- uh, uh, Van Garderen makes obviously a great time trial to come back into the
3: lead right do you think he's going to hold on today I I do um, it's probably being answered right now. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to go back and pick up live coverage here for the men's race. But uh, I expect TJ holds on. But Sky going to, I mean, the way that you saw Teo and Heart Ride on Gibraltar, uh, and Stannard was riding on the front the last time I saw images coming in from the race. There's no question that this is going to be, if TJ wins, he's going to earn it today. In the next hour from right when we're recording this is going to be absolutely brutal out there. I, You know, and going back to what you're saying, if they were racing in rain, it's entirely possible. But, I mean, that's pretty normal. If you live in the mountains of California or Colorado or Utah, you know that it can be rainy for 10 minutes and then you're in 15 minutes of sun. And it, things change really quickly quickly these all these microclimates exist up here. So they very well could hit another stretch of rain. They could finish in rain here today as well. But either way, it could be a whole lot worse. I mean right now it's like you should put sunscreen on.
0: Right, right. Yeah okay. it's it's gorgeous out here. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. get a, a burn. I really appreciate hey, you no stopping. And good luck for the rest of the tour. Good luck with the podcast. Thank
4: you. you nine of us with five K to go I think and um, one of Katie's teammates Lauren Hall attacked not dropped some people and then Katie countered that and that dropped a good amount of people and then Katie just kind of set a hard pace after that and I turned around and it was just me and her. So we went over the top together and descended together, kind of worked together through the flat. And then she attacked me on the, the steep 1K to the, to the finish. But it was, it was a good race. I had a, re- a really good race.
0: Take us through the early parts of the race. So you guys started here in Tahoe and then did a big loop. You did a kind of a micro loop out there as well. How were the dynamics and how did your team support you along the way?
4: Yeah, we did, uh, we climbed out kind of on the 89, but nothing really happened on the first climb. There was a little break up the road that we eventually caught there was a single rider for or for a long time and the loop was pretty mellow not really much attacking um and then yeah a, lo- a lot of the teams were doing leadouts into the climbs and i just kind of hopped on one of the leadouts and then once the climb starts it's kind of just as fast as your legs can go there's not a lot your teammates can really do for you so um i had a couple of teammates for a while just in case they needed to close gaps and stuff, but they kept it at a pretty mellow pace till about 5K to go, and then then I just had to follow.
0: Did you have a good premonition coming into the race that you were going to be uh, faring this well?
4: I was hoping so. I uh, did a bit of an altitude block, and I love Tahoe, and I, I love racing at altitude. and from Utah originally, so I think I have a little bit of an advantage just because I was born at altitude, and I think I um, adapt a little bit better. So yeah i was I was really gunning for the stage. A lot of the media didn't really have me up there as as a contender, so I, I like to surprise people. It's always fun. Well,
0: so where did you do your altitude block at? Was it up here in Tahoe?
4: I did it in mammoth actually, which is amazing. I highly recommend it.
0: <laughs> so it was a little fun, a little work uh, work party so to, so to speak. So what's been your lead up besides the block coming up to this race uh, for preparation in racing?
4: Yeah, I did all the spring classics over in Europe. So the last racing I did was the Ardennes. And I had a pretty good Ardennes. I had a little bit of bad luck in the liege the liege But um had, had some good some good classics. But one days aren't really my thing. I just use them kind of for fitness. And then I was really looking forward to stage races. So uh, that was kind of my preparation. And then I had a, li- a couple weeks at home to kind of have a little bit of a breather and then back up to Mammoth to, to train hard.
0: You did not join in with Gila or Redlands then, is that correct?
4: No, I was still in Europe. I didn't come home from Europe until the first of May, so...
0: Did you have a good idea that Katie Hall was going to be the one to watch today?
4: Oh, yeah. We're former teammates, so I I know how strong Katie is. And um, she's been annihilating everybody in America this year. So I had no doubt that I I know a lot of Europeans are like, oh, that's the American field. But Katie can contend against the best in the world. So I knew she'd be the one to beat.
0: So last year with Bulls Dolman here, she went toe to toe up until the last day, just losing it on the sprint, um, the bonus out there. So that says a lot for you, being able to hang with her today, knowing what she can put up and you're still doing what you've done. So how does that give you confidence going for the rest of the season? What do you have left to go?
4: Yeah, it gives me a lot of confidence. I leave straight after this race to go back to Germany to do one of my favorite stage races in Germany. And then I come, uh, Turgen Rundfart. I'm probably slaughtering that name, but yeah. um, it's one of my favorite races. It's got a really good time trial, and it's seven days of really hard racing. Then I come back for nationals, and then I go back over for the Giro. So really looking forward to the Giro d'Italia. And it's really a shame because UHC can't get an invite to the Giro, and I would love to see Katie fly up those mountains, but it's just sometimes race organizers just don't quite get it. So it's kind of a bummer.
0: Yeah, no, and I'll let you go here, but tell me a little bit about the Giro. How many days is that, and how long of of a race do you have for that?
4: Yeah, it's, I believe, nine stages um, in a row. We don't have a rest day. And this year is really hard. We have three stages that end in 15-kilometer climbs, mountaintop finishes. There's a 15K uphill time trial that I think averages 9%. So it's going to be really hard Giro. There's a couple sprint stages, but you never know. Sometimes they say the profiles are flat in the Giro, and they end up not being flat. So you never know what you're going to get, but I think it's going to be a really hard Giro. And I'm I'm looking forward to finally – this will be my first Giro where I'm the leader on the team. So – I've, I've been the domestique for Evelyn Stevens and some really good climbers in the Giro before, but this is the first time I'll, I'll get to give it a go, so I'm pretty excited.
0: So Nationals, and I'll let you go off of this, uh, Nationals, what is your focus? You said you're going there. You're going there to win a time trial and road race, or how is that looking for you?
4: Yeah, the goal for Nationals is always to win. Um, time trial is a huge goal because I would love to do the time trial at the World Championships, um, which is really hilly this year, so I think I um, would do pretty well in a hilly time trial. So I'd really like to do them. Um, and yeah, the goal is always to win the road race. It's always hard because I, I'll be alone and there's full, like UHC will have a full team and all the American teams will have full teams. But, you know, Megan's won on her own before, twice in a row. So it is, it is definitely possible.
0: Uh, thanks and congratulations. Thank you very much. Thanks. So I'm with Katie Hall, the winner of today's stage, and I'm assuming overall... Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how today went. We've tried to follow as good as we could. And it looked like everything stayed together until the last climb.
5: Mm-hmm. Pretty much. There was a, a few small breakaways. Corinne went up the road early on with one Hoggins Berman, And there was a couple Hoggins Berman single attacks, but nothing that we really felt stressed about. And so just, you know, you know, you can put a lot of time into a break on that final climb because they're a little bit tuckered out by the time they hit the climb. So
0: and when did you catch the break on the climb?
5: Uh, Before the climb.
0: Before the climb. Okay, so then the climb, is your team setting the pace up there? And at what point did you just kind of take off?
5: Yeah, I, Astana started off setting the pace. And then Lauren Hall did a really good job setting the pace, um, making it hard. And then I just decided it wasn't hard enough. And so I attacked with like two and a half miles to go on the climb.
0: So you you tore out, tore up in Gila and then Redlands. So you obviously had a good feeling yeah. of how you were coming in here. Yeah. How did this stack up compared to those? I know Gila might be the more difficult climbing. Yeah. Uh, let me know.
5: I knew I knew from my stage wins here that I felt good about my form, but this was a whole another field that I hadn't seen yet, and so I was curious. Like I just didn't know how my form was going to compare to the girls that have won races in Europe this spring. But I knew that this kind of long climb at altitude is my thing. And so, just gave it a try, and I'm really happy with how it worked out.
0: Were you at word at all when Taylor came with you? I mean, you. Um,
5: Not too worried. I was really impressed. Taylor was my teammate last year, and I was really happy for her to be there, and also happy for myself to have her on the descent and the straight and the flats at the bottom because she's just really powerful. And um, I felt pretty confident that I could get her on the final climb. So, it seemed just like an optimal situation to me
0: <laughs> So all smiles for the day pretty yeah. much so tomorrow not going to be probably a replay of last year i imagine
5: i don't think so no, I'm, th- I'm out of bonus seconds reach which feels really good
0: so i remember last year seeing that and you guys had a teammate you were going to try to set up to at least yeah, get the bonus
5: we're trying to keep the bonus seconds away from anna because i'm not a very good sprinter. i'm a little bit better now than i was last year but they were much better than me so that was our our tactic last year, but it didn't work out. For
0: him. Well, and it, but in your defense, even if you were a good sprinter, it looked like they kind of put her into the the road, yeah. not necessarily on purpose, yeah. or maybe
5: a little bit of bullying happening last year. Um, and there was a lot of yeah, it was a hot topic of discussion.
0: Was that an issue in the peloton after that at races, or in?
5: Um, I had heard it was a an a issue in Europe earlier in the spring. Um, that's why a lot of people like kind of came to our defense because they were kind of sick of. Um, getting bullied by bulls in Europe so uh, yeah (laughs)
0: Um, so what's the rest of your season look like I don't think your team has got the uh, nomination for the Giro
5: we're super bummed about it we would really like to race the Giro because we have a really good team for the Giro it's just like the hilliest hardest stage race in the world Um, but we'll go over in July for some of the stage races in Europe
0: and then back for nationals
5: Um, nationals nationals be before yeah and
0: are you focusing on that as well
5: uh yeah. It's not the best course for me. I might be a support rider there. We'll see. Uh, I, I'm pretty much an uphill finisher sort of sort of girl, but uh you know, our team is strong, so we'll see what we can do.
0: And what about Worlds?
5: Um I hope if I finish top if I win this, I hope to get a Worlds automatic nomination and to be at Worlds this year. And it's a good good course from what I've heard. I haven't seen it myself yet. Um but I feel excited about it, nonetheless.
0: Yeah, all those I've heard the recon have said that.
5: really hard from what I've heard. Yeah, really good. Right? Really hard, really hilly. So perfect. Yeah, perfect. All right.
0: So I, I really appreciate you talking to us today. Go ahead and you know okay. do your thing, and thanks. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, and we're heading back in the trusty flower machine. It's not- Tyler, that's, Chris, that's Chris's car. Tyler, Kurt, and Chris. Uh, so, done and dusted for stage two of the women's. And I don't know why I'm using that term. Uh, you know, the Dave Toll was saying done and dusted a few times today.
2: Maybe it's stuck in my head. Well, you spent a good hour with him.
0: I did talk to Dave a little bit. We have that um, in here. And some of the stuff off the record, which if you guys want to, maybe we, uh, I don't know, we'll leave that. Let's go over some results real quick. Chris, uh, I'm sorry, Chris is driving. He's not going to check the results. Kurt? You've got uh, the top women there. What do you have? Yeah,
2: sure. So Katie Hall uh, is. Uh, this is the GC results right now. Katie Hall uh, in first place. Taylor Wiles with Trek Drops in second, and Katarina Niwadama in third with Canyon Sram or Sram. Who and go down to five? Sure. Erica McNaldi with B Pink. Uh, Brody Chapman with Team Tipco Silicon Valley Bank, um, and actually it's pretty tight three through five. Only separated by nine seconds.
0: Oh, that'd be interesting. So, Katie Hall has how much of a lead over. She's got, th-
2: well, 29 seconds right
0: now over two. Okay. And then tomorrow is just, I mean, it's not, there's no sprint time bonuses. There's, uh, it's a crit, basically. I and mean, barring any wrecks, it should be, uh, should be okay. So, we talked to, uh, we went and saw anything, uh, you guys, either one of you gleaned out of the, uh, press conference?
2: Uh, Chris you got something oh I
1: I just had a question so no time bonuses tomorrow and on on any of the laps or finish for the women that's what uh, Katie Hall uh, indicated to me that's too bad that could have really been an interesting race with uh, three through five being that close
0: correct and you know some of these girls coming from Europe maybe it'll be a different environment although that road is wide open then maybe they'll take advantage and you know some of the other ones will, will see what they can do Did you get anything out of the the press conference?
1: Um, The biggest thing from the women's side was just, you know, uh, Taylor kind of retold her experience in the race where she just uh, couldn't hang in the end there with with Katie Hall. And it sounds like uh, from what we saw, Katie Hall just was was smooth as can be. And in the last little kicker, uh, Wiles looked like she was kind of uh, just running out of steam, unfortunately. And she kind of confirmed that in uh, in the press conference.
2: How about you, Kurt? no i mean i was just excited to see that they were they were serving dinner uh wow hold on we just is that a wolf it's a coyote okay coyote sorry it, is it bad luck so it, just, for it a wolf. just
0: passed behind the rear of our car is that it waited for a break in the traffic it's done this before chris i only asked because it could be the wolf pack <laughs> i thought it was a dingo bad are they indigenous to this part of the world <laughs> maybe not all right well we're out in the boonies I, well, actually, we're in the wilderness. So, yeah, so the the press conference had um, Lawson Craddock. I guess he got most courageous. He did. Okay. And then Egan Bernal, Adam Yates. Um, who else? else? Katie, uh, t- t- Taylor Wiles and, and Katie Hall, who we talked to, both of them. Um, Taylor, Katie actually made the indication that, uh, you know, in the climb, it just, uh, Astana was setting a pace and she said it was hard, but it just wasn't hard enough. So she finally just decided to go. And that's a good indication of how you're feeling when you can do that.
1: That was Katie that said that?
0: Yes. Okay. And um, Taylor was her teammate last year, so she was actually happy that she came along. She knew that she, she was strong for the flats to help her. Um, all right, so what about the men? Uh, that, that was a devastating – you know, you guys both called it when uh, – I don't know if you called it on our show, but you did in private, of uh, expecting a TJ meltdown. And, Kurt, you want to take us through uh,
2: what you think of the men's race? Uh, Yeah, so the men's race, uh, just having been able to watch uh, what happened on Daggett Summit, um, it looked like they were able to get TJ isolated, obviously. Uh, At some point, Tao finally attacks after Sky had been setting a hard tempo. Um, It looks like the group got kind of shredded even further as TJ had to pull that back, and I think the only guy left with them at that point was Egan, and once uh TJ I guess made contact with Tao it looked like Egan jumped and you know got a pretty big gap relatively quickly and Tao just kind of sat on him and TJ didn't have any obviously there's nobody else there so he didn't have any help at that point and it took a little while for uh Adam uh to get back up to him Yates uh so uh, it seemed like the race was kind of decided over that like 10 minute span there so an impressive move by McNulty right well to get back up there later yeah. yeah 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 i'm trying to remember did he hook up with he, micah on the descent to, to catch back up well he hooked up with tj over the top and then just kind of went
0: through him and i believe it was yeah micah tj and you know, it was a decent group coming in let's let me go through the the stage um winners today i'm not seeing the race let's do the, oh, the overall Well, we'll just do the overall for now egan burnell TJ at 125, Danny Martinez 214, Adam Yates 216, Teo Gaggenhart, 228, and Rafa Michael 301, Brandon McNulty 328 in seventh place. Very impressive ride. There's always seems to be someone just kind of jumps out, and maybe he's the kind of the Nielsen Palace this year, right? Then we talked to him this morning, saying that you know the pressure is just different when you're on a Conti team in the World Tour, and so kind of seeing that.
2: Right. Yeah. There's just, obviously there's not the expectations there, um, even though we all we all know his name, but that was a tremendous ride on, on what's a really difficult stage. So you, you can't just fake that. That was that was awesome.
0: No, and uh, so I'm looking at the stage here. You know, Egan Bernal, uh, Adam Yates, 128, uh, Grand Tour young riders jersey guy, Tail Gegenhart, 130, Brandon McNulty, you know, fourth place at 133. Very impressive because TJ's all the way down there in seventh. Um, tomorrow, uh, I don't expect much out of the way of result wise changing, right?
2: Yeah, I think it everything's kind of sealed up today I don't I don't expect anything will change tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I think even uh, Yates said that they're just uh, Gonna focus exclusively on Caleb tomorrow, so it's gonna be hopefully a good sprint finish We haven't really seen everybody in the mix there in the end yet this uh, this race so far so hopefully Kittles there and Ewan's there and Cavs there and Gaviria is there. So hopefully it's a, a real nice finish for all those guys.
0: And we've seen that finish before. It's wide open. It's a kind of a sprinter's drag race, so it should be primed for that kind of event. Do you? Uh, let me see. Do you know the the route? Have you taken a look at the route? Uh,
1: I've, I looked at it a little bit. I don't know exactly what it is off the top of my head, but they actually go out toward Davis through Winters, uh, loop around south of Woodland, and come back into Sacramento from that direction. So it's not the South River Ride type thing. It's uh, it's going more more westerly. So should be i haven't looked at the weather either so i'm not sure if we're going to be dealing with any winds or anything to break it up
0: so we're heading home there's a little bit of rain getting us right now so but we're out in the mountains so who knows Uh, anything weird you saw today or interesting exciting Besides the BMX guys uh, doing flips and stuff over there?
1: No, I mean, it was a really cool stage. So we were talking about this during the stage is that, you know, in the, in the Tour of California, we haven't seen something as, as exciting and explosive as that where, you know, it's really uh, a, an intense mountain finish where the GCs decided in that fashion. So it was really cool to see that.
2: Yeah, and then maybe just the fact that Egan was able to hold on on the descent and and that final 10k uh i thought that was impressive especially with that group kind of chasing they seem to have lost some motivation as they were coming through uh the downtown there um maybe fighting over some minor placings um so it, it was just cool to see egan close the deal what do you think was going through like in that situation the only thing uh tj should really
0: be concerned about i think is just closing the gap and so sitting on the front as much as possible, letting other guys turn through, uh, he didn't do that. Do you think he was just maybe in a spot of bother where he would, was too worried about doing that and then losing a lot more time?
1: I, I can't think so. I mean, at this stage in his career, second place might as well be fifth place. It, it seems like you've got to go all in. And he was burying himself on the descent to try and uh, to pull it all back. He was able to you know work it hard enough where he could get back in with um, the Yates Gegenhart uh, Hart group but then once they got together yeah like like Kurt said it just kind of became a little bit infighting I think it really should have been on his shoulders at that point to just you know rally the group and just get to the front and hammer it it looked like McNulty was interested in doing that but obviously he's not gonna be able to do it all himself so uh, yeah I, I'm hopeful that he didn't start worrying about am I gonna lose the podium it, it seems like if a guy in his situation wants to be a GT contender then he just needs to go all in for those
0: yeah we might be past his days of uh, Grand Tour contention what uh, anything for you last parting words or any other words that you wanted to give
2: no just a really really great stage today Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch Uh, probably the most fun watching an Amgen stage uh, I've had so it was cool yeah it was a good venue uh, good crowd um, great weather
0: maybe a little too nice other than that, you know, besides the windy roads for my uh, car sickness, we're doing pretty good. Last words for you, Kurt, Chris?
1: Uh, it was just an exciting stage for both the men and women. It was cool to see. Enjoyed it.
0: What's the what's something we should take away about uh, Tahoe that I don't know? Is it a I don't know? Is there a sea monster out here? I, I would hope not. Uh, the hills are steep. Uh, cool place. All right. Any any uh, nefarious activities going on in this town, Kurt? That you know? of?
2: I'm trying to get some News. CD CD yeah. details they only give you that's the good a, stuff I would, I would probably check with John Novikov <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: well that that's all we have thanks for uh, thanks for joining us